My name is Andrew. And my name's Tyler. And we are alone in the boondocks. Uh, so, Tyler, I think before we get going, um, we owe an apology to the four people who listen to us. Because <laughs> uh, last, last week we said something pretty pretty egregiously wrong and um pretty uh, yeah and and i think um you know i i do believe that when you when you do something wrong especially in the public eye uh you know if you are a a, a person of character a person who who hopes to one day carry themselves with character we might be there one day um you know you've got to admit that and you've you've got to kind of lay it out there and and hope that people forgive you um, yeah we make mistakes we're not perfect people yeah i mean i it's just that's how the cookie crumbles. As as Hubastank once said, "I'm not a perfect person." Um. So as Hubastank also said, "Oh, just kidding." They didn't say anything else. That's the only song anybody knows. Yeah, I don't know other songs. Um, they did have they have that. Oh, they have that song. It's like I'm spinning out of control, out of control. I think that was the first single on that album. I think you're the only person who knows that song. Yeah. Um. So Great, the, thing, a, the thing we said. I'm a Hoobastank stan <laughs> yeah. or whatever that means. I don't know what stan means. I think it's a reference to it, the Eminem song stan. Is it really? I believe so. Yeah. Oh, my God. You know, as soon as when I said it out loud, I was like, I wonder if it's a reference to the Eminem song. I believe it is. Uh, there's also a, a monster in some of the, the um, nursery rhyme cartoons my, my daughter watches, and his name is Stan. Stan Monster. So maybe it's a reference. Hey, maybe it's a reference to him, too. Anyway, we're apologizing <laughs> because... Uh, I don't know if I said it or if you said it first, but we did talk about the beloved cultural touchpoint of the berries and cream boy, um, and I and and we attributed him to uh, Skittles fame, um, which totally in my mind is Skittles. Yeah, the, it's definitely that, that was Skittles. It, it's a Mandela effect thing. I feel like, um, like I swear I can picture those commercials being Skittles. They were in fact. Starburst, not Skittles. Yeah. Um, I don't even recall seeing berries and cream flavored Starburst on store shelves. No, it, but it, it does seem just in terms of the texture, uh, it seem, it does seem to behoove itself a little bit more to cream, right? Like cream Skittles sounds like, but like cream, yeah. cream Starburst is still kind of like, I never tried them. Obviously I never not tried them either. or I would remember I'd have, <laughs> you would remember that they were, I'd have a reference point, but I don't, all I have is the, the commercials that came on uh, when I was like probably watching Invader Zim. Uh, 2008, 2009. So you were big into Invader Zim then. Yeah, I guess. I feel like I was into Invader Zim earlier than that. I feel I feel like by 2008, 2009, the Zim thing was over. I, Maybe not. I don't know. I, I only know you as a guy who likes Invader Zim. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> so yeah, anyway, sorry for um, putting him in the wrong lane. Uh, also, I'm just apologizing for anybody who that was the breaking point and they just don't listen anymore. So, well, then please you're, come. I mean, they're not going to come back. They're, they're not going to hear you <laughs> if you're apologizing to them on a podcast that they don't listen to. Maybe, maybe in like three months, they'll be like, "Okay, I dropped off in episode ten. I'm gonna, I'm gonna try eleven. Maybe they apologize for that, and yeah. then we get them in the first five, and they're like, "I'm a fan again." Right. I'm, uh, I'm an alone in the boondocks stand. Uh, <laughs> I get the reference now. I know it. Uh, something else that I, I want to bring up that I, I'm calling you out, Tyler. I'm calling you out oh, live on the air of a non-live <laughs> podcast. Um, <laughs> and that is for you. You told me that if we returned, 
we would return wearing tuxedos. And I called you on that. And 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 you showed up to the races. You sent a tuxedo T-shirt to my home. We did not wear them on the last podcast, nor are and I cannot see your whole body right now. But I can tell it's you, it's a tuxedo T-shirt. It is not. We're not. It's wearing. not. It, it's not a T-shirt and sweatpants. I'm not wearing sweatpants. Okay. All right. Um. So yeah. Uh. Um. We're also recording on a Saturday night. So there's going to be a different energy to this show, I think. Yeah. I right? think the vibes are a lot cooler. They're, uh, I think they're more intense. <laughs> this is That's my- a seltzer water for anybody. Yeah. yeah that's a seltzer water. Um, maybe it tastes like one. It's a Bud Light Lime, actually. It's not this that show either. is sponsored by Bud Light Lime. Not a sponsor. <laughs> not a sponsor. <laughs> I don't think Anheuser Bush would appreciate most of our views on uh, how corporations behave themselves. Um, yeah, but you can't say you wouldn't want to dig into some of that sweet, sweet Bud Light Lime money. It would be difficult to say no to any sponsor. Well, no, that's not true. I mean, like if the My Pillow guy came to us and was like, "I'd like to sponsor you," also, my pillows suck like, and I'm a Nazi. Like we, I, I no think thanks. Could, yeah, no, thank you, sir. No, thanks. I've been sleeping with the same pillow for 12 years now, so I think I don't need a change here in my life. Really? 12 years? No, it's been like three or four. Oh. I've got 11 on my current uh, memory foam pillow. Used it in college. Oh, I thought you were going to say you have 11 pillows. I no, like, I do not have 11 pillows. I have a lot of 11 It's a lot of pillows, pillow. sir. Yeah. Um. So what do you want to talk about this week? I don't know. Maybe the fact that... A bunch of redditors completely upheaved the stock market <laughs> this yeah. week. Yeah, this uh, this is definitely a, a thing that is gonna. Um, well, I won't be. I won't say like, oh, it's gonna be in the history books. Um, this could be s- what happened in terms of happening in a week or happening in the past ten days uh, is pretty major in in terms of. You know, private citizens uh, being able to private citizens who are not of, you know, particularly wealthy means um, finding the ability to to, to wedge themselves into a structure um, that's been manipulated and and (laughs) completely dominated for so long by the hyper wealthy. Uh, The fact that uh, a few Redditors and and, uh, um, discorders, is that a, a term that no? I think they like to be called dis- discordiers. Discordiers. The fact the fact that some redditors and some discordiers uh, were able to take you know the six hundred dollar uh, stimulation that they received um, and turn that into something else pretty major um, is impressive, and it's more impressive because it hurt billionaires. Yeah. Who and if t- there's one thing alone the Boondocks hates, it's billionaires. And evidently, Andrew hates Bud Light Lime too. But uh, I don't. I d- look, you can drink it if you want, but it's <laughs> it is not my proverbial cup of tea because it's also not a cup. Would of you tea. say hashtag not my beer? I would say hashtag not my beer. Sure. Hashtag I don't love all beers. I don't know. Um, so I, I've I've spoken to some friends at, at, at this week about what's going on, and some of them have a much better understanding of this than I do. Um, I am at the end of the day, I, I am not a finance head. Uh, this is, I can track it to some degree. I, I, I follow what's 
quote unquote going on, but I, I, I don't trade myself. I, I, I find the stock market to be vaguely terrifying and terrible and horrible for people in general. Um, so like, you know, I'm not, I'm not checking what's going on multiple times a day. Like some people are, um, if you are a person who, who got in here with, with GameStop stock or Nokia stock or AMC theater stock, uh, and you're, you know, currently using that to, um, you know, twist the gamble on these billionaires. Good on you. I, I truly appreciate what you're doing. Um, good for you. Yeah. So, but I've also spoken to some other people who, I mean, and you've seen the memes where it's like me pretending to know what's going on on the stock market, but really just be being happy that billionaires are hurting. Um, and I think that is a lot of people like that. I, I, I don't think it's, I don't think it's an accident that, you know, people growing up in, in, in middle-class or lower-class America aren't educated on how to speculate and gamble on the stock market, you know? I mean, I, y- you and I, I don't remember if we had the same econ class, but I do know that we, you know, we learn about the, the hey, stock market. Hey, hey, oh, wait, no, never mind. I did have, I was going to say, yeah, we definitely didn't because I didn't have one, but no, we did. Yeah. I I don't remember anything about it. So Oh, wow, I, okay. So, so the, you, it, it did really stick with you, clearly. I, and I do on think- On a scale of- on a scale of one to ten, if you know about a six on the stock market, I'm like a two and a half. My well, knowledge is green, good, red, bad. <laughs> well, that's that'll serve you well in life, almost everywhere, um, except yeah. Uh, and I and I think that our our teacher did a good job at at you know expressing to us what the stock market is and how it works and uh, how it was how it came to be and how it's heavily manipulated today. And, and I do even remember learning about, uh, shorting the market about, about performing short trades. Um, but I don't know that I could have, I don't think that I graduated high school with a good understanding of what shorting was. I do remember, um, you know, the teacher was not a person that I had a, that I agreed with frequently. Um, but I did respect him. Yeah, no, but, but the fact that his opinion of shorting was shorting bad, made me think like, oh, we're opposite in virtually every uh, nuanced opinion. And what a nuanced manner for me to determine that I must think shorting is good. Shorting is not good. And I, look, and I won't say that there aren't Robin Hood-esque figures out there who do short uh, for good reason. If, if you're shorting against uh, a company that is dishonest or which a lot of them are or, you know, deserves to be shut down. And it, 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 it does feel so weird to be defending GameStop, like, isn't there something weird about that? Just giving power to the players. Yeah. <laughs> that, I'm, do you think that's what they were referencing all along? Probably. I'm really upset that my what what grade did we have econ in? What grade was that? That was senior year. You had it for half a year though. You only had it for half. Oh, that's why I don't remember anything about it. I'm really upset that I didn't take his advice and invest in GameStop in 2009. Uh, yeah. Well, At the height of GameStop. Well, then you would have bought it more expensive. Like it would have been more valued higher. Okay, exactly. I don't know much about the stock market. So, I don't claim to be the smart one in this group. No, I'm I, not I'm, the smart one. I'm not correcting. I'm not trying to. You know. No, sl- I know. Okay. I'm just. I'm laying it. I'm giving the power to the people. Oh, all right. So they can make the decision. Yeah, and and I think before we get into this too, I mean, and I feel like we're in it already. It's it's important to still like acknowledge the fact that. 
manipulating the stock market so that you can profit is is at the end of the day, uh, and in, in this instance, if we look at it as a form of protest, I can accept that. I'm okay with it. <clears throat> but profiting off of the stock market is the most capitalistic thing that you can possibly do. You are speculating on futures. You are trading things that are practically imaginary. Um, and in this case, what happened was, you know, it, no surprise here. The, the GameStop model of business is um, not the most um, streamlined for the modern market. Uh, it's it relies mostly on malls, which are not doing super well. Uh, because hey, of, ask me how malls are doing. Ask me how malls are doing. Hey, how are, hey, um, how are malls? How are malls doing? Bad. Why? Bad. Why? Uh, because I can just buy everything on the internet. Yeah, and, and that's also really... the coronavirus is still rampant. Those are the two biggest reasons, man. You just did it. You did the whole thing. Thanks. Maybe I am the smart one. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. So because of these two things, because why go to a mall? And also, like, there's a global pandemic. Um, GameStop stock was not doing super well. Um, Do you know how how low it was when it was low? I want to I want to say when they started the squeeze, it was thirty thirty four dollars a share. Jeez. Honestly, I think I was I I might have been two days late to when this was really really starting though. Um, Popping off. Our our friend Nate, who was on an episode uh, prior. Um, was the first one to bring this to my attention. Episode 9. Gravy Seals. Go back and listen to it. Yeah. Um, So, yeah. uh, January 25th, um, Nate had snapped me some stuff, and I said, what is going on? Uh, He said, I have no idea how this Wall Street bets thing with GameStop stock is working, but I am fascinated. He said, a bunch of psychos on Wall Street's bet on Wall Street bets, which is a subreddit for treating the stock market like a casino, are doing something that's called a short squeeze on GameStop stock. This has caused GameStop to hit $135 right now from being $35 two weeks ago. And then uh, 20 minutes later, he messaged me again and said $144 now. Um, and now, I, I should have checked before we started here. I don't know what it's currently valued at. I'll check. I'll check real quick. It's three twenty-five right now. Uh, oh my god! Yeah. When did so January twenty-fifth? That's five days. Yes. Yeah. Wait. And, what, and how much did you say it was again? It is now three hundred and twenty-five dollars. Oh my god! From thirty-five dollars three weeks ago. Yep. Yep. So, and I mean, now they're they're, you know, projecting downturn, but but what we're seeing right now is is unprecedented. Um, and and so I had to I had to do some digging because I was uninformed. Um, and I think that the two things that we needed to find so that it, it, you know for the layman listening, so that you can understand what this all means, because I've seen the the former SEC uh, chairperson on the news comparing what's going on to um, the Capitol breach. Hey, that doesn't seem like it's even close to the same thing. No, I would say not. Like one is a bunch of people trying to take some financial power on what we've been told is the free market. Um, and like here's this is the thing that at the end of the day, like defenders of capitalism 
they they always gloss over this thing. Like capitalism relies on someone losing. Um, and right now, these hedge fund billionaires are upset that it's them who are losing for the first time. Uh, and I, I don't mean that they've ever, you know, they've never lost a bet before. I'm sure they have. Uh, it's just the fact that they possess so much capital. Every lost bet before was like no skin off their nose. Um, so I, I think, I mean, and it, to no one's surprise, oh, look, the, the hyper wealthy are hypocrites who don't really believe in uh, a free market. They believe in, I, I believe it was Bernie Sanders who said, you know, uh, the United States, um, we believe in uh, free market capitalism for the poor and uh, socialism for the rich. And, and if, if we see Biden do anything that puts his foot on the scale for the wealthy, um, that, that tells us a lot about uh, how progressive this president is really going to be. Um, yep. if, if he's willing to weigh in for Wall Street cronies, um, I won't say that that tells you all you need to know because we do know that Joe is not a, a real progressive to begin with. Um, but it does tell us a lot about you know, so many claims were coming from people deeper in the left, people that we are more politically aligned with that, you know, he's going to change. He's going to listen to progressives. He's going to listen to socialists. He's going to. Um, <laughs> but this would be a pretty big line in the sand if he says uh, if, if, if he defends what is currently happening uh, with Melvin Capital. Um, right. They he are, wouldn't, it's not even a line in the sand at that point. He's just building a fence. Just build or a fence a, around it, or a wall. Maybe he's. Maybe this is Biden's wall. Yeah, and you know he's going to have GameStop, pay, uh, GameStop play. For, oh my yeah, God, I can't talk today. GameStop pay for it. Yeah. So so sorry, I, I said I wanted to find these things. So on Investopedia.com, which is a really cool, robust website that I think I'm going to spend a lot of time on from now on. Um, that was sarcasm. Uh, a hedge fund is literally just an organization of a bunch of, of wealthy people who pool their funds uh, and then they they hedge, they bet um, on futures in the market. Does that and again, I'm I'm not trying to play this like I know it and you don't think. But does that make sense if I if you knew nothing about it and I said that to you, does that make sense to you? Yes, because I did know nothing about it. And now that makes sense to me. OK. So these hedge funds clearly have a lot of power because it's a lot of really wealthy people who get together, throw their money in a pot, right? And then, you know, people who are doing day trading and, and you know, the, the people who have like the, the Robin Hood app on their phone and they're, you know, even if they check it five times a day, these are minnows compared to megalodons, right? <coughs> so... Uh, hedge funds then will do this thing called short selling, which is where, uh, again, from Investopedia, and I'm, I'm just going to read this verbatim. So in, if Investopedia wants to come for me, I am crediting Investopedia. This is an article written by James Chen, um, updated January 28th, 2021. Interestingly enough, isn't that? Um, it's like something's happening with that right now. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, short selling is an investment or trading strategy that speculates on the decline in a stock or other securities price. 
It is an advanced strategy that should only be undertaken by experienced traders and investors. Uh, traders may use short selling as speculation, and investors or portfolio managers may use it as a hedge against the downside risk of a long position in the same security or, or a related one. Speculation carries the possibility of substantial risk and is an advanced trading method. Hedging is a more common transaction involving placing an offsetting position to reduce risk exposure. So, so what happened was they said, you know, they're going to buy so much GameStop stock because it's not worth very much. And ultimately, they saw that GameStop was going to be selling out. So if they buy a whole lot of stock at once, they it like and again, um, I'm a layman as well. So if I if I get anything wrong here, you can go ahead and shove it up. No, let me know. Please let me know. Um, so when they start buying a bunch of stock, they the, that rush is calculated. That rush is that rush. I should say that rush is observed, and uh, generally speaking, new value is attributed to that stock. Um, so they they did this. They they said they were going to do this, but weirdly enough, other people, specifically folks from our Wall Street bets, uh, began buying up stock and holding it. Um, so then this hedge fund was saying. We're going to buy this much stock. Um, and they, in fact, they, it got to a point where they said they were promising to buy more stock than existed, like to upwards of 300% of the stock that was even available. Um, how's that How's that even work? How can I, I mean, if we're saying that stocks are basically imaginary at this point, how can I buy imaginary, imaginary stocks? Well, and that's the thing. The, the, like using the squeeze, they've almost like composed this, pyramid scheme um, where they're forcing hedge funds who have already been bailed out this hedge fund. Um, they're forcing this hedge fund to double down and say, okay, I will buy it. So, I mean, and eventually uh, it, it's going to devalue. Like, it, I mean, that's they, the, the meme is like, you know, that it's a rocket to the moon. They're going to, they, you know, they're going to take this rocket to the moon. Um, but I, I don't honest, I, I'm not nearly intelligent or informed enough to know where it goes from here. Um, if it, if it shakes, like it's, it feels so weird, like with what I believe in to look at this and say, oh, well, if the market shakes out, uh, and you know, even if the good guys lose, then it was still the market that decided. I don't like, that's not, that's not part of my code. Um, letting the quote unquote market decide, but the existence of the stock exchange, uh, to begin with, is not part of my code either, I guess. So at the end of the day, if a thing exists and that thing is bad and people can find a way to get into it and sabotage it, I guess that's good. Um, I guess where my where the biggest outrage would come is if... So, so Robinhood did a thing. Robinhood made it all of a sudden, like it, it froze a bunch of people's portfolios. It forced sales uh, for some people as well, which uh, I mean is massively illegal. Um, it, it just overall manipulated it. It even prevented people from being able to buy more stock. Um, and again, I, I don't have this chain in front of me, but what it all comes back to is that there are people who are in management of um, Robin Hood, who are also in management of Melvin Capital, who is this hedge fund who's currently having their battleship sank, sunk, sunk. Um, so synced, synced, their battleship is being synced. Um, 
So clearly that's a major, a major conflict of interests um, to just be shutting down the quote unquote free market. So, um, you know, hopefully the the little guy wins here. Um, And if the, if the big guy wins, that's bad. But if the big guy wins because the federal government steps in and advocates for them, that's real bad. Very bad. Yeah. No, go ahead. No, that's all I got. Well, and, and and that's the thing. I'm, I'm not an optimist. I'm not. I'm not a. I, I'm not a. I, I I guess at the end of the day, I I might be romanticizing it to some degree to hope that there's uh something good that comes that out of this. The little guy comes through. Yeah. Yeah, and I, and I think that if the federal government does act in favor of Melvin Capital and in favor of billionaires, um, for a lot of people, it's confirming our suspicions. You know, um or not suspicions, or, or maybe it's just confirming what we've seen happen again and again, what we saw in 2008, what we saw during COVID. We, we consistently see the federal government uh, stand up for the private interests of, you know, monstrously wealthy people um, and let the little guy struggle. Right. So a prime example being the restaurant industry where Ruth Chris back in the summer of 2020 got a $10 million bailout for their steakhouses. I've never been to one, but I will probably never go to one now. What is is Ruth? That's like a, like that. It's they're like a an chain umbrella steakhouse. Um, I don't know if I don't know. It's that's a chain of restaurants is called Ruth Chris Ruth Chris oh, okay. Steakhouse. I don't know if they own any other franchises. Yeah, I think that might be the only one. I got you. But they can they can suck it, just like that guy in the truck. <laughs> hey, I didn't even bring it up this week, but just like that guy in the truck. Yeah. Um, so yeah, from, from there, um, well, I, I have a, I have what I, what I think of as a, as a co-topic here, but I feel like I've just been talking the whole time. I, I skipped through last week's episode, um, because I was I, like, if we would have recorded on Thursday, I had something else to say that I knew I got wrong and I wanted to correct. And I cannot for the life of me remember it now. Um, but you I sold I, it to me. It sounded sounded right in my eyes and ears. So, well, no, I know, but I don't. Sure. I don't know what I don't know what I said. So I skipped back through and I didn't listen to the whole episode. But I realized that I just talked way too much. So, um, and then like you had you had jokes in the middle and you had jokes in the end. But like, I don't want it to be me just explaining the stock market forever because that's this is a this is actually a, yeah it's a finance podcast now. So if you oh. have any. If you need any advice for financing, I'm gonna. You can email me. Um, I'll just message me on Facebook. I'll send you my email address, and we can talk via email, so it's all documented and stuff. And I will tell you, um, if you get a large sum of money just to go gamble it, you can use sports books. I think that's real popular right now. The Super Bowl happens. Can we say Super Bowl? I don't no, know. If we can you have say to say Super the big Bowl. game. Josh, big censor game. that Sorry. out. Josh, censor that out. <laughs> I really hope there's just a giant bleep during it. Um, <laughs> But the big game is on February 7th, and I'm going to say if you win a large sum of money from betting on that, you should also take that money and go gamble on roulette. Bet all of it on black. Go from there. It's a surefire win. You're going to double your money. You're like the next Dave Ramsey. Any relation to Gordon? No, I think he's like a Christian financial advisor. I just saw a gift the other day where Gordon Ramsey punched. There was a piece of salmon that was too raw. And he was like yelling at the guy, and then he 
punched it and it just exploded and was gone. Yep. I love Hell's Kitchen. There's currently a season on and I watch it every time there's a new episode. I love I love made up drama like that. Yeah. Um and I just and watching Gordon Ramsay punch food is pretty great. He does it pretty regularly. Hey, you brought up the big game. I don't know this because I don't care about football. Um, are there going to be people in attendance at the big game this year? From what I've heard, I believe there might be some because there has been there has been people at the I watched the NFC championship game last week and there were people in attendance not a lot but there were some people and they were all spaced out like everybody had their own like bleacher row and there was like a bleacher in between people oh wow so good uh, job good job Roger Goodell is he still the commissioner I don't know. I don't watch enough football tonight. I only watched it because I didn't have anything else to do last week. So, do you know? I think the only reason I know that Roger Goodell was was or is the commissioner is because during the whole Kaepernick thing, people were like, "Fire him! Fire him, Goodell!" Um, Why would yeah. you let some guy kneel on the side of the field? Right, that's disrespectful. Yeah, instead he should storm the Capitol like a patriot. Yeah. Get off your knee, boy, and come storm the Capitol, Wills. Yeah. Um, um, but with attendance at sporting events, WrestleMania, I believe, which is happening at Raymond James Stadium where the Buccaneers play, is I think allowing 25,000 people into the stadium. That sounds which, like a lot. Yeah, it's Florida. So I'm surprised they're not just being like, hey, everybody come. I did just see, um, uh, was it a, there was a representative from Florida who like, like was on the news for something completely unrelated and they were just like, and we would just like the Olympic committee to know that if uh, Tokyo is uncomfortable hosting the Olympics in 2021, that we will happily host them in Florida. And I was like, that's just the most, look, if we ever have Florida listeners, listen, Florida, I love you specifically listener, but your state is not so sometimes like just can, woof. can you just imagine the intro to that an olympics broadcast like and uh welcome to the 2021 olympics from live from tallahassee florida someone would definitely <laughs> steal the torch like the torch would get yeah. disrupted for sure it's like when uh what was that thing that was going across the country and it made it to philadelphia and it just got destroyed Oh, it was that robot? Yeah. The, was it called Hitchbot or Carebot or something? It was very, it was something so like benevolent. That. And then it got to Philly and our fellow Pennsylvanians just <laughs> destroyed it, which we shouldn't laugh at. That's really, it's really kind of sad. Um, yeah. So uh, a, a thing I wanted to include in last week's episode, because I forgot how to plan podcast episodes and thought we could just go ahead and talk for three and a half hours, was... Um, I want to look at, and, and again, uh, it's not that there aren't a million other things to talk about right now, um, and some of this is very obvious, but what we had with Trump, right, what we have or are projected to have with Biden, and what we could have had with Bernie. Um, if you've listened to episodes previous, you know where we stand on this all. And, and we had an episode that might as well have just been subtitled uh, Gasping Sigh, Joe Biden. Um, yep. <laughs> because this is where it became clear that, that, that you know, uh, Bernie did not have a path to the nomination. 
Um, and the decision had to be made, uh, you know, who do I vote for? Am I casting a protest vote for Bernie Sanders, knowing that we are withstanding potentially the greatest threat to our democracy with Donald Trump? Or do I recognize that we're withstanding potentially the greatest threat to our democracy with Donald Trump and vote for Joe Biden, the person who has the most obvious path to the presidency? And after many sighs, and I don't know that I necessarily convinced myself on air, um, but you had a lot of salient points with that about, you know, why, who, who, how much privilege you and I have and how relatively little a Trump presidency affected us compared to women, people of color, people in the LGBTQIA plus community. Um, uh, we, we've joked about it time and again. I, I want to double down. We, we 100% recognize the privilege that we do have, um, but being compassionate human beings who also want to see legitimate change for the good of our own communities, um, a, a vote for Joe Biden was necessary. Uh, Bernie urged that you should vote for Joe Biden and not him uh, after the nomination was secured. So, but I think it's still appropriate to look at you know what we could have had, um, what we could have had with uh, with a Sanders presidency. Um, and what we will quote unquote get with a Biden presidency um, and what was being promised with a second Trump term. Um, and he had some doozies. So the one thing that we are not getting because we didn't vote for Bernie is we are not all getting free mittens, which I heard was a big part of his campaign. Yeah. Yeah. That was a major thing. The lady that, in Vermont was going to be really busy yeah. for the next four years. She was going to retire from teaching. And just become the mittens czar, I think is the term they were going to use. Um, and she was just going to make... Socialism, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, she was just going to make mittens for everyone. Really cool ones. She would ask you what pattern you like, and she would try to try to get that pattern. But there were no promises. I mean, it could have been a different pattern. Because it was all from she recycled sweaters. She asked you for the, the pattern, and then she somehow just made the same pair of mittens 70 million times. Uh, I asked my grandma to make me a new hat because my dogs destroyed my 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 fabled gray beanie. It's fabled to you, Tyler, not fabled to any of our listeners, probably, and maybe not right. even fabled to you, but you're at least familiar with it. Uh, I was like, oh, I think I know that one that you wear sometimes, but I haven't also seen you in an entire year, so yeah, there's yeah. also that. So I asked her to make another gray one, and I called her the other day, and she was like, "Yep, I'm working on it." And I was like, "Did you find gray?" And she's like, "I found burgundy." And I was like, that's, that's something that's close. Burgundy that's, is yeah. a color also. Um, so Side note new... before we get too far into it. Speaking sure. of uh, socialism, there is a guy in the outskirts of the town that I live in that I have to drive past every day to get to work who had a Russian hammer and sickle flag hanging on his. Uh, no, but not a good. It's not like it was not like. Iran. It was bad. He was like, oh, we live in a socialist country now. Oh. Like that kind of like. Is this so, the guy who had the Proud Boys flag? No, it was his neighbor. Oh, okay. All right. the, this guy who also has a series of Trump flags, the no more bullshit, the fuck your feelings. Oh, good. Yeah. Um, so I drove past earlier this week and there was no flag hanging, which for the first time in probably a year and a half, he had no flag, which is weird. And then it was a couple days in a row. And I'm like, hmm, maybe this guy just doesn't care anymore, which is great. That'd be fine. 
But then I believe it was Thursday morning I drove by and he now has a flag hanging like on his second story out. Like he put a new flagpole out of his window. So I like to think somebody went by and stole his flag and he just had to move it up so he didn't get another one stolen. And I really so, hope that's the case. I hope somebody stole his flag. So what's this new flag? Um, I haven't gotten a good look. It's been really windy the past couple of days. But I think it's a don't tread on me flag, And I, but it's black. Oh, well, the, I, I have seen Proud Boy Gadsden flags that where they're, they're black cast and then they have the gold, like, cause that's their colors, black and gold. Yeah. This one is black with white lettering. It does say, I'm pretty sure it does say don't try to me on the bottom, Yeah, but there is some words at the top. I believe I have is to it, get a better look. It's okay. also kind of dark when I go through in the morning, so it's hard to see. Yeah. I, I've seen a lot of, um, uh, black and gold wind socks that don't, they don't say anything on them. But every time I see them, I'm like, I don't know if they're a Pittsburgh Steelers fan or, or they're down with the proud boys. Like I can't tell combination of both. Oh, that's not good for the Steelers. Um, yeah. How do you feel just being Pittsburgh in general? Because your, your entire city is built around the colors of black and yellow. Yeah. I don't know. That's you're, you're, you're stuck there. Also, speaking of the Proud Boys, I don't know where I read it, and I don't know how reputable of the source it was, but I'm pretty sure I read that the leader of the Proud Boys has been a police informant for the past 10 years. Yeah. Um, uh, what? Yes. Enrique, Enrique Tario is his name, I think. And yeah, what he a was, fucking rat. Yeah, well, I don't know. It's, it's hard to look at a group of, <laughs> a group of people like that. And feel anything but like a little bit of glibness in their misery or but they did expel him uh, before that ever happened. Uh, and the new leader just blatantly was like, yeah, we're white supremacists. So, oh, well, uh, yeah, we knew that. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So, Tyler, uh, there's so many issues to talk about. Uh, do you want to pick an issue and we'll talk about Trump, Biden, Bernie or what do you want to do? How do you want to do this? What do you have? What do you have prepared? What, tell me what I can pick through, and I'll pick I, through those. I've got most of all of their entire platforms. So, okay, wanna, let's start with the big one. Okay, the coronavirus. Okay, all right. So, um, if we look at COVID response, um, we know that that Joe Biden has said he is for a nationwide mask mandate. Um, Donald Trump opposed that. But my freedom, you can't take away my freedom. Yeah, and I think that would be probably what Trump would say. Um, Bernie also supported that. Um, and at this point, what we can say that, that Biden has done, uh, he has appeared publicly wearing two masks, and he has made it that on all federal property, a mask must be worn at all times. Um so that's good. That's I, I have little to criticize in terms of uh, what he wants to do in terms of masks. Um, it's also at this point, I guess I can give the benefit of the doubt to Biden um, because we did find out that the Trump, uh, the, the, the Trump White House left literally zero plan for how to distribute vaccines. Um, he was like, I thought they just distribute themselves. He's like, right. I created I created the vaccine. Right. And then I thought the vaccine just distributes itself. I thought I would just put it in the water and you would just drink it. Yeah. But I don't drink water. It's only Diet Coke. So like. Right. Right. Oh. Right. Did Inject you see Diet that Coke? Joe, Why don't we, can we try that? 
Yeah, did you see that Joe Biden got the Diet Coke button removed from the desk? I did see that. I did. I I feel like it's a weird move. I wouldn't have gotten it removed. I would have changed it to something, though. Something so, else. Dr. Pibb. Mr. Pibb. <laughs> yeah, I would say, Dr. Pibb, that's not a thing. Mr. Pibb hasn't gone to school yet. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I would change it to... Like, like, maybe, like, a chocolate, like, almond milk. What? I've never known I'm you lactose, to drink. I'm lactose intolerant now, so I have to oh, watch right. what I drink. Yeah. Uh, I think I would change it to, like, um, RC Cola. Oh, Bud Light Lime. That's what no. it's going to be. <laughs> just on tap. No. He's no, going to have a kegerator, Bud Light Lime. <laughs> and um, Kamala is just going to... Him and Kamala just slinging back BLs, just... <laughs> Sorry, BLLs. Um, BLLs. BLLs. Um, all three of them, quote unquote, supported fast tracking of the development of a safe and effective vaccine. <clears throat> we do know, however, sorry, I'm losing my voice. <clears throat> That's really good audio. You're like, clear my, yeah, yeah. Um, Trump and Biden both supported reopening schools during the pandemic. Um, hey. Not a good idea. Yeah. Um, I, I think I, I can say as the employee of a rural school district that people who don't work in rural school districts and to say nothing of what an urban school district is like either. Um, a lot of our staff doesn't believe in science. Um, I've heard I've heard rumors that your science teacher doesn't believe in science. I will not make a comment on that in case they can suss out who I really am. Uh, but nobody knows who you are. I'll say it. He doesn't believe in science. Yeah, it's um, I, I, I t- to to say from the the standpoint of any executive office, whether it's I, I, let me rephrase any state or federal executive office to say. Um, you can reopen, but you have to sign this affidavit that you're going to do everything safely and blah, blah, blah. Like if there's no oversight for these things, they're going to fall behind. And they did. Um, and, and I, and I, I, I can speak, I am only speaking firsthand. I will not, you know, share what I've heard occurring in other districts or anything like that. Um, but but both of these people saying, you know, uh, Trump said that, you know, there's going to be a vaccine and, um, you know, we should open because the timeline looks optimistic. It, it didn't like our kids are not vaccinated. I'm not vaccinated. No other teachers are vaccinated. Our school nurses. I haven't even heard. I haven't even heard of a plan to start vaccinating kids. I, I believe right. in the one a one B one C two plan that kids aren't even listed unless they have underlying health conditions. I believe I haven't looked at the list in a while. Cause I know I'm not until the end. Yeah. Um, but still like, I don't recall seeing children on there. No. And in, in, in the MRN with the, uh, the, the, the Pfizer and the Moderna vaccines, um, children under the age of 16 can't even receive it. So like even oh, I even, did not know that. Yeah. So even when we get to that point now, I guess there's some hope that the Johnson and Johnson vaccine um, that is still in development that is significantly or or slightly less efficacious than than uh, either. I the saw two what sixty six percent. 
like I don't want to say for sure. I thought it was like 73. I don't know. We'll say ballpark right around there. It's a, I know it's a little bit less than yeah. the the Moderna and the and the Pfizer one. Yeah. I love. Um, I also just love the people that are like, you're going to get microchipped. And you know what? At this point, just give me the chip. I don't even care. Just microchip me. Yeah, my, uh, like my wife just got it today. She just got the shot today. What if they advertised it that get vaccine, get microchip, credit score goes up by 250 points? I, do I don't it. think, I mean, I don't think that'll do it. That won't do it for most Americans. You've got to guarantee them something like um, if they scan their arm at a Burger King, they get a free Whopper every week. Hey, I, I don't want to bring this up, but I honestly have real beef with the Whopper. And... <laughs> We can get into it later, but I honestly have real beef with the Whopper. Like, that's not even a pun. I have legitimate beef with the Whopper because (laughs) uh, we're we're speaking of two major corporations here that make money hand over fist all the time. But McDonald's just does such a better job at the signature sandwich. Like, the Big Mac is the quintessential, like, that's a good sandwich. You know what the Whopper is? It's just a burger with condiments. The Big Mac has special sauce. Market share would support what you're saying, but I know some people who would, uh, I think, fight you on that. Right, and they can. That's fine. That's your opinion. I just think the Whopper is a terrible sandwich. So, yeah, I think if they – you, you get chipped. You get a free Whopper every week. People would be down with that. Or if it's like you, yeah. like your, your cell signal never drops because you have 5G inside oh of your body now. No, you get high-speed internet. I oh, would, yeah. I'd be like, give me four chips, dude. <laughs> two of my calves, two of my forearms. I want super fast. Speaking of fast internet, I have a friend who had 600 meg internet. Mm-hmm. And then he was like, oh, it's, you know, it's kind of slow some days. And I'm like, uh, I'm sorry that your life is hard. Uh, he's a great guy, though. But he just called to complain to his com- uh, his internet provider that his internet was slow. So they're like, well, I don't know what we can do for you. So he went to switch to somebody else who was going to offer him a gig speed internet. One gig downloads. Wow. So he told that to his like existing ISP and they offered him 1.2 gig for $5 more than he's paying now. Wow. Yeah. That's remarkable. And he pays he pays less than $100. That's nice. Yeah. Um I have 10 meg internet. And I just feel like I need to let everybody know. Yeah, I'm 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 uh, currently video calling Tyler and I can make out Mm, I can see a nose. I can see eyes. I he's now flipping me off. I see a middle finger. <laughs> also, um, Facebook video call is just terrible. Honestly, yeah, it is. It's not good. Uh, so yeah, overall, I mean, Biden's not been in office long enough for ha- for us to have a really good idea of of where we're going with this. Um, I saw a bunch of conservative pundits. Uh, misquoting him when he said that uh, we have no control over the the path of the virus over the next few months. Um, But I I, I do think that uh, it's become incredibly partisan, obviously. You know, um, Trump utterly failed his response to COVID-19. And because Joe Biden didn't take office and all of a sudden COVID-19 evaporated, which if that happened, that would be a new conspiracy theory. Um, uh, but the fact that it didn't just evaporate, Republicans say is a failing on Biden's part. Um, I, I saw a non-ironic tweet that was like, 
in in Trump's first week of his presidency, there were zero COVID cases. And in Biden's, there were however many there were at that point. <laughs> and it, it just, we've really lost, we've really lost something. Um, I don't mean Donald Trump. Um, Bernie across the board is better on how he wanted to deal with this because he wanted a national state of emergency, which Trump eventually did declare. Um, he wanted there to be emergency funding for paid sick leave, which is huge. Uh, I was told by my employer and they've since gone back on it. Um, but after the state relief act ran out this year, uh, I was told that if I had to quarantine because of contact with a positive student or pos- well anyone positive, um, that I would have to burn sick time. That there was no there was no relief. Um, and as a person who's not been with the district very long, I don't have a huge sick bank. Um, and I used a lot sick when bank. my daughter was born earlier last year, which again that was my decision. Don't get me wrong, um, but I kept a, a large enough pocket. That if I were to, you know, become very ill with the flu once or twice or three times, I could have handled that. However, if I would have been sent home for some quarantine standards up to 24 days, I would have been unpaid for several days. Um, Other people are in much worse situations. I work with a single mom who's got three kids. Uh, She does not have a whole lot of sick time hanging around because when a kid gets sick, She's got to figure out how to take care of them. If she were to get quarantined, and in fact, one of her kids did, if she were to be quarantined, it, it would ruin her. Um, it would ruin her her time, at least. So they have since changed it that if we are quarantined, we can choose to teach from home, which is still a far cry from funding paid sick leave federally. But anyway. Um, now, in her case, if she if that was to happen, are you able to like – offer her some of your sick time or if someone you know doesn't doesn't use a lot of it can be like hey here's a week's worth of my sick time yes yes we can do that and so the employees have to provide for other employees because their employer can't correct this is that whole like uh, this is that whole boring dystopia thing where like um you know charity is great and all because it's like human kindness um but a system that relies on charity is a failed system Right, and um, just to reference that as uh, again, I'm not sure if you're familiar with like the Barstool Sports conglomerate. Uh, they kind of yeah, I don't somewhat. really kn- I don't know what they do exactly, but they just started like a a sports betting thing here in Pennsylvania, and the guy also does uh, the one bite pizza reviews. It was just how I figured, found out who he was, but they just raised like 1.9 million dollars for local restaurants. Like that's a lot, a lot of freaking money. Yeah, because the government was doing nothing about it. That's nice. Yeah, like and like they they'll post like because you can apply for the assistance and then they'll like they video call you when like your restaurant gets picked for the help and stuff. And I've I've watched a few of the videos and it's just nice to see people that necessarily haven't had the hope that their business was going to survive because we've been dealing with all this stuff for almost a full year at this point. Yeah. And takeout only you can only survive on takeout for so long. Right. Unless you're a place that thrives on takeout. Um like Pizza Hut. <laughs> like Pizza Hut. Um Not Bernie also also wanted to mandate that 
if you had to receive any type of treatment uh, for COVID-19, if you were going to be billed for it at all, uh, that you should be billed at cost, that that uh, insurance companies and um, large uh, healthcare conglomerates. Hold on. I not- think I think something's happening here. I think I hear something. I hear an alarm. Oh, it's the socialism alarm. Please. Oh, I'm sorry. Get out of here with that. That's my socialism alarm going off. I'm going to need you no, to no, back li- up and regroup. Listen, here, though. The real socialism would be what he is proposing as budget committee chair, which is that during the pandemic, people be offered <laughs> Medicare for all. Which Oh, my God. Ah, it's so loud. It hurts my ears. Ah, I'm sorry. The socialism alarm. The socialism alarm. It's so loud. And I, and I don't think that Biden's going to let, let it happen. I think there might be a veto if it makes it there even. Um, but as budget committee chair, Chairman Bernie does have uh, some power, some bureaucratic power um, that that something might shake out. And, and that would be great. Do you know what Joe and, Biden should do? He should really embrace the nickname Sleepy Joe because it's honestly kind of a good nickname. Well, do you know, I, I think uh, my wife was just talking to me about this, about how like the the Trump presidency was enormously public. And that's not to say that he always did press conferences because he didn't oftentimes. In fact, like I feel like more often I saw him st- standing in front of his helicopter shouting over the the whirring blades uh, than I saw him actually like in the, the, the briefing room. But Joe Biden has been nearly absent like i mean trump had twitter too and that made him very public in that way as well but and he did campaigns endlessly 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 um but i mean this is a this is a conspiracy brewing i mean we we do know that biden uh it and again i'm not going with the sleepy joe thing but he's not the most high energy guy it, it, he's right. he's old he's an old person who unlike donald trump isn't on an endless supply of sudafed uh Joe Biden is the oldest president ever elected currently, like ever elected, correct? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Joe Biden would use Twitter like it's a search engine. Like his first tweet <laughs> would be like, how to make Olive Garden Alfredo. <laughs> I like that you went that way and not like how to fix America's problems. <laughs> he just wants to know how to make that <laughs> fettuccine Alfredo from uh, yeah. Olive Garden. Um, it's lots and, of and butter, and I, Joe. It's all it is. And, lots of butter. And I think it's interesting just just because, you know, both of Biden's predecessors were enormously public presidents. I mean, think of I mean, Barack Obama was in front of a camera every chance he got. That is why he was such a popular president, because he was again, I disagree with a lot of his policies, but the man oozed charisma. Right. And he made sure that he got in front of a camera as much as humanly possible. Um, even, even the gaffes, because there was like the one where he was shooting a shotgun and you, it, it looks like a guy who's never held a shotgun before. Um, How and, dare and you? I'm sorry. And Donald Trump, uh, who I would not say oozes charisma, but apparently a lot of people would, since there are now multiple cults circulating around this person. Uses, he uses hydrochloroquine. Uh, okay. Oh, okay. Oh, did you see that? Um, was it Oklahoma's trying to, uh, give back? They're trying to get reimbursed for their $2 million stash of hydrochloroquine. I think it was Oklahoma. Let me fact check that here real quick. I did not hear about that. That's very interesting. I don't know. Don't spell for me. I can figure it out. So, 
but while we were on the subject of Medicare for all, uh, we do know that Donald Trump was definitely not for that. And Joe Biden um, wants to – how did he phrase it even? Uh, ensure – he wanted It was to, Oklahoma. They're trying, to, they're trying to give back $2 million worth of drug once touted as coronavirus treatment. Interesting. Why did they buy that much? Because Trump probably told them to buy that much. I know, but at the end of the day, like they're oh, okay. Never mind. Um, yeah. So, so Joe is definitely not for Medicare for all, um, but he does support an expansion of the Affordable Care Act, uh, which is still not single payer health care. Is still definitely for profit health care, um, but we'll we'll see if anything shakes out with that. You know what Bernie was about, right? You know what Bernie was about. Um, you know what Bernie was about. I'll just keep saying it like that. Oh, my God. I keep hearing the ringing. I keep hearing, like, the <laughs> siren in, like, my headphones and stuff. It's my socialism about, alarm just keeps about, going off. How about student debt? Oh, I have it. We all have it. Most Donald of us Trump. Have it. Don, most, yeah. Donald Trump said, if you took a loan out, you pay that loan back, which um, all things being equal, if that were the truth of what was happening. um, All right, I guess. I mean, if we're going to stick with this system, fine. Um, In fact, what happened, though, was most of us were sold a bill of goods at the age of 17. And now we have predatory loan collectors coming after us with interest rates that are. Um, I actually I I just. Calculated mine, and I should have mine paid off by the time I'm about 50. I just looked at mine two days ago and started weeping because even though I've never missed a payment, I owe more on it now than when I took it out because that's what my interest rate's like. Yeah. So I'm really, I'm really banking on a president to be like, "Hey guys, no more student debt." Right. And And that's what there, there are people calling on Biden. AOC has called on Biden to. Uh, wipe out student debt with an executive order because he can. Um, multiple lawyers and legal scholars have weighed in saying you you can, um, but he thinks that might be n- no. Um, he's also proposed uh, $10,000 relief for student debt during COVID-19, which is not nothing. Um, but right, it's I'll not, take 10 grand. Yeah. Um, Chuck Schumer said something about 50 grand. Just I'll take 50 grand yeah. You just say a number. I'll take it. Hey, here's $100 for your student loans. I'll take it. And uh, my boy Bernie, he wanted to make all colleges and universities free. Uh, and, and by free, and this is a very uh, an important distinction that he made that should be made to everyone who says, oh, I just want free stuff. Uh, Bernie Sanders. Uh, he's talking about using your tax dollars for um, things more than just like building nuclear weapons and uh, bombing hospitals full of brown people in the Middle East. Um, oh, my God. So I, I have to take my earphones out. It's too loud. <laughs> the socialism alarm is ah, it's definitely. He actually, he actually took his headphones out. They're back in now. Oh, my God. So, Can you hear me? So loud. Yeah, it's like, it's like that scene in Red State, that movie directed by Kevin Smith, where yeah. like the trumpets of the apocalypse goes off at the end of the movie. Yeah. And oh, it's like that's deafening. That's a fantastic movie if you haven't watched it. Um and, and I mean in in dollar amount. Uh Bernie's proposition 
would have cost $1.6 trillion, uh, but it would have absolved the debt of 45 million Americans. So nothing to hey, sneeze at. Hey, what's the military budget? Oh, my God. Are you going to make me Google this? Yeah. Because you know what? I mean, the military may protect my freedoms and stuff, but I'm not seeing a tank in my driveway. Um, between October 1st, 2020 and September 30th, 2021, uh, $934 billion. Billion. Ooh. So, look, I'm not saying so, uh, that a trillion what, isn't... Third, 30 million Americans we could have just gotten rid of their student debt for? Yeah. Well, and I, I think it's important to recognize, too. I, I mean, I we absolutely should support uh, Veterans Affairs. The military budget and the VA budget are separate. So that $934 billion does not go towards mental health services or anything else that occurs at VA hospitals across the country. Um, VA budgets are much more modest than that. Um, moving on, Tyler, do you want to do you want to give me an issue we can talk about? Do you want to? Um, let's anything. talk about racial injustice. Um. Okay. Well, see, this is that one's a little very tangible, but unfortunately, not a thing that. Um, so I can tell you between Biden and Bernie, uh, he wanted to, Bernie wanted to cut national prison population in half. And his whole thing was like, you know, ending mass incarceration, uh, decriminalizing, uh, marijuana, abolishing the death penalty, getting rid of the three strikes law, yada, yada, yada. Um, Biden is a little bit not there. Um, Biden is a centrist. He, he for a long time, I mean, and, and it's interesting to look at someone like Joe Biden, who uh, I believe was first elected to office in 1970. So he's got, that's a 50 year career to look at, um, to determine, you know, how things happen in that time. And he has. And I think if, if we're being fair and I don't mean if we're being centrist, but if we're being fair, you have to weigh that with something. Um, there were very few quote unquote progressives at that time who were even saying things like marijuana should be legal or gay people should be allowed to get married or anything. Now, again, back to my boy, Bernie, he's been saying it the whole time. <laughs> like uh, he's pretty like marijuana is just for hippies. That's all it is. It's just for, it's a hippie drug. Yeah. Well, it's a yeah, gateway uh, drug. And if you do, if you do marijuana, you'll get gay married and do heroin. Right. Um, and, and Joe Biden is known pretty massively for the 1994 crime bill uh, that he did help pass. I can't remember if he was the sponsor for that. Um, but he does supposedly now uh, support mandatory the, the end of mandatory minimum sentences uh, and any type of capital punishment. And he wishes to, and this is important, decriminalize marijuana, which does not mean legalize. Uh, decriminalized does not mean that there there could be uh, recreational dispensaries or anything like that. It simply means that the you know the sale, the growing is still illegal. Uh, the use of is still illegal, but you will not go to prison for using it. Uh, it would still then very much be a black market. You know what I mean? If it's illegal, 
if it's a, it, it becomes a black market item. Um, so it would not change any of that. It would in theory change somehow partially, uh, the, the mass incarceration that we do see of young black men who, you know, this is the issue that we decide they deserve more time in prison than, you know, a white college student who rapes a few people. Um, Here's looking at you, yeah. Brock Turner, you piece of shit. That was his name. Yeah, yeah. I could even see his. Yeah. I could even see his face in my head. I, I hate just that guy. saw. I just saw something about it today. I was just randomly scrolling through something, and I saw his name, and I was like, "Oh, that piece of shit." He's the worst. Yeah, he's one of the worst. There's a lot of. There's a lot of real bad. He's up there, though. Boy, howdy. Let. Boy, yeah. howdy. Got boy, it. howdy. Um. Do you want to talk about abortion? Sure. Who doesn't? Who I, doesn't? I, who doesn't love I, talking about abortion? I couldn't um, wait for you to ask. So here, here's. I, I think it's. This is my whole thing. Do Republicans consistently make it more difficult for women to seek reproductive health measures? Yes. Absolutely, and I don't. Oh, I, think was, I know. I was going to answer that. I know the answer to that too. Okay. Okay. Forget I answered it. Could you? What okay. do you think? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I would say I would agree with you. Um, but and this is this is a hot take that I guess could land me in the hot seat. I don't think that the Republican hive mind, and I don't mean Republican voters. Republican voters absolutely do, and that is the whole linchpin of this theory. I don't think that Republicans want to get rid of abortion. And it's not because they might not be morally reviled. Um, but I do think that they know there are a ton of people who will vote red every time because, quote unquote, babies are being murdered. And right. if you get rid of that, if that if that's no longer an issue on your platform a lot of people are going to wake up to the fact that there are a lot of other issues to actually care about outside of like, like you and I talked before in an episode where I said, I think abortion, uh, gun control and immigration right now are the three big issues. If you're a single issue voter, it's generally one of those three things. Um, absolutely right. 85% of the population. But I think the biggest one, especially for evangelicals, um, is abortion. Yeah, and if, I can't tell you how many times I've seen claims that people are like, the Democrats just want to abort babies up until nine months. Right. Um, I don't think I've ever seen that be a thing. Yep. And then we can instantly stem it back to the the Republicans and more so the crazy ones believing that uh, vaccines are just aborted baby fetuses. Yeah. Or feti. I don't know the plural of fetus. I think, I think it's fetuses. Um, uh, so yeah, uh, when it comes down to it, th this, this one, uh, Biden and Bernie pretty well fall in line with each other. Uh, Trump, despite having once been a very vocal supporter of abortion rights, uh, I wonder why, um, now or, 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 you know, when he, when he was the president back in yesteryear, um, definitely did advocate against you know, public funding for abortions. Um, 
you know, restrictions on late term. Biden does also believe in restrictions on late term, um, but he's been kind of vague about what that means exactly. Um, so yeah, Bernie, Bernie's pretty much like, if you are, uh, if it's your body, you get to make the decisions. Um, he supported legislation to codify Roe v. Wade, opposing the Hyde Amendment. Yeah. Um, and let's also talk about how, I mean, this doesn't necessarily stem from abortion, but just women reproduction rights in general, how hard it yeah. is for a woman who doesn't want to have children to get their uh, tubes cut and tied. It's impossible. Right. Yep. It's impossible yeah. to do before you're 30. But if you and I at 19 were like, I don't want to have kids, snip, snap, done. Yep. No questions about it. Yep. None so ever. But as a woman, you have to go to like, oh, you don't want children? You have to go to see like a psychologist and then you have to do this. I mean, obviously I don't know this because I've never had anyone or know anyone who's wanted to do that early without having children. But it's evidently just a giant process. Yeah. When it should be, okay, you don't want to have children? That's your choice. Great. Uh, taxes. Everyone's favorite subject. Um, so we know that, you know, Trump sent through one of the biggest tax cuts for the wealthy ever for corporate America. Um, corporate rate was lowered from 35% to 21%, uh, in 2017. And, and here's, so, okay. So let's think about that. It was at 35. It got lowered to 21. Okay. What do you think? What? 14% it got lowered. Oh, okay. Okay. Just throwing the, I'll just throw the number out. I appreciate that. So how much how much do you think uh, Joe Biden proposes raising it? Hopefully more than 14%. Wrong. Seven. He wants to take it from oh. 21% to 28%. Uh, so we're talking about a, a corporate tax rate that was already at, at 35%, pretty meh, pretty far from what it was when FDR was in office and, and uh, the New Deal came through. Um, this is the thing where it's 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 weird. Uh, you know, there's a lot of theory out there about, you know, we live in a two party system that's secretly a one party system and the Republicans and Democrats have this good cop, bad cop routine. And, and honestly, there are like things like this make it seem very compelling to me um, that under the Obama administration, there was a 35 percent tax rate on corporations. Right. We throw a bad cop in. He drops it down to twenty one. Now we bring Joe Biden, good cap, good cop back in and he raises it, but only by half of what it was cut by initially. Um, that's nuts. Yeah, it seems a little messed up to me. Uh, Bernie Sanders, you know, with everything, including the Green New Deal and everything like that, are talking about a pretty enormous uh, wealth tax for the rich, um, a progressive estate tax. Um, enacting a federal jobs guarantee that doubles union membership, um, really, 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 really putting power into the hands of the working class, into the hands of the middle class. Um, because for far too long, you know, ever since deregulation, um, we've watched, we've watched a, a progressive, um, a legitimate progressive tax on the hyper wealthy just completely diminish. 
uh, based all on the theory of Ronald Reagan's trickle-down economic system, which doesn't work. If you give a rich person more money, they don't pay their employees more. They just buy another yacht. Um, And then when their employee demands more money, they fire said employee and just hire an employee for the cheaper price. Correct, because they employ Pinkertons to make sure that no one can unionize. Um, I'm a member of a union. I'm a proud member of a union. But I do know that even still, uh, the power that unions hold today is massively diminished from what it did hold at one time in this country uh, because so many unions have been demonized uh, and, and even working class people have been made to think that unions are bad for them. I saw an ad a little while ago and I don't I don't even remember who put it out or what it was, you know, what it was about. But it was just like, um, what else could your dues do for you? Like your union dues. And uh, the the suggestion was that you buy an Xbox with your union dues. Like instead of paying your union dues, you buy an Xbox. Which Xbox? Xbox regular Xbox, Xbox three sixty, Xbox One. I don't know. No, it was the new. It was. It, I I think it was before. Oh, the Series the, X. The, yeah, it was before that. Are you just came gonna out. call the? Oh, I thought you were gonna call it the Xbox Four. No, no, no. <laughs> um, no, yeah, yeah, dude. An ad came out here like within the last two years, and they're like, buy an original Xbox. It doesn't have an HDMI cable. Oh, you're like okay, yeah, cool. Yeah, I got one. So I can play that. Uh, what's that? Um, what's the game oh. with the weird mud people? Uh, Oddworld. Oddworld. They're not mud yeah. people. They're like fish people. Oddworld Stranger's Wrath was pretty excellent. Um. So yeah, I I know that this is not the most climactic episode to just kind of like dig through some of the issues, but and again, I don't. It, it's unlikely that you're listening to this podcast in general if you're like i love joe biden joe biden's great joe biden inspires me joe biden gives me all the sustenance i need i just watch pictures of joe biden in his aviator shades um i i guess i guess what brought this up was just like all these bernie memes that are being passed around now that i'm like watching people who hated bernie put out there and i'm like and i mean like i've seen some conservative ones too where it's like you know the do you know the picture of like kid rock walking towards the beach and he's like walking real weird yeah i know that one you know that there was like a pit like bernie was like knocked over in the back and kid rock was walking with his mittens on like that those are ones where like i know that this is a conservative making fun of bernie like whatever but like when i see liberals not like non-progressive liberals and when i see centrists posting stuff where they're like oh bernie's so cute i'm like why did you hate him so much before like and again, and again, I don't. I'm not equating that. Like thinking an old man with cool mittens uh, is cute is the same as like supporting his policies. But like, I, I don't know. Like if if Pete Buttigieg does something tomorrow that the internet's like, that's so cute. I'm not posting those memes. I'm not about Pete Buttigieg. I'm not putting yeah. that stuff out there. Pete, Mayor Pete. Pete Secretary edge, edge. of Transportation, Pete. Anyway, that's it. I'm I'm done. I'm off my soapbox. Are you sure? Yeah. Crap! I forgot. I had something I wanted to say, and I don't really remember what it was. Now it was it was pertinent to what we were literally just talking about. I'm gonna help. Oh I'm, I'll help jog. I'm gonna help jog your memory. Okay. Okay. Did that do it? Did you crack open another BLL? I did. No, it's not a BLL. 
<laughs> you keep claiming that it is also BLL. I uh, I did see something this week that I really wanted to talk about because you know I love a good juicy conspiracy. Ooh, ooh. So Republican, I believe Senator Marjorie Taylor Greene from she, Georgia. She, yeah, she's a she's in the House of Representatives actually. House of Representatives. My apologies. It's good. Uh, she believed so California was was on fire what was it last summer it was yeah um she believes that that wildfire was caused by a giant jewish space laser jesus what did you wait did you not know about it no i didn't know that one i thought you were gonna talk about her like harassing the parkland shooting survivors and stuff like that what what makes the laser jewish can i ask uh, I, you know, I didn't do my due diligence and read anything about it. I just saw the headline. I was like, there's no way this is real. It's real. She thinks it's a Jewish space laser. I, uh, I picture it being like, uh, the death star, but instead of the, like the, the circle where the laser comes out, it's a star of David. Ooh, I can do you one better and it's not the death star. It's actually a dreidel. Okay. And then there's a star of David, and that's where the laser. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. So you can get it. Because it also also got Australia, too. Oh, is that what did it, too? Not her theory. That's my theory now. If there's a Jewish space laser, why did it only get California and not Australia? Yeah. um, Anti-Semites are... Look, look, there's, there's no form of bigotry that's more logical than another. But, like, wow. Yeah, I so uh, we we are both fans of that YouTube channel, All Gas No Breaks, and, and in an early episode, he goes to a flat earthers convention. Yeah, and in the recent documentary he just did, he mentions that usually about four minutes into any interview with a flat earther, they claim that it's all the Jewish folks' responsibility. I mean, they are why all of this is happening. They are right. the cabal. They are the evil. What? Yeah. No. And it, I mean, it's the caricature, like, it's almost like sometimes if you look at like the caricatures of Jewish people from Nazi Germany, it's like they're describing them sometimes, um, which a lot of them, like they look like if you've ever seen any of the, like any of the drawings, Dr. Seuss did like any of the political drawings, um, his caricatures clearly America centric, um, but his caricatures, a lot of the German caricatures were in that same style. But they were, this is what happens when you drink beer during a podcast. You also like burp into your microphone. Um, the, the, the German caricatures were clearly caricaturizing Jewish people. Um, and, and the way, so, like, and they were always like stooped over, very big nose, oftentimes salivating and like rubbing their hands together. Um, a lot of what became like the, uh, the uh, the snidely whiplash character when it made it to the United States was no longer a thing about any anything um, any Jewish stereotypes. Not to say that we didn't also have horrible, horrible, horrible racist caricatures in the United States as well. Um, but anyway, when you hear these people describe uh, Jewish people at flat Earth conferences or or anything like that, or I, I guess I'm gonna have to look up MJ Mar- Marjorie Taylor MTG's uh, take on on on. The Jewish folks, I guess. 
sure is wild. And speaking of like the caricatures of America, I'm currently listening to a book called Killers of the Flower Moon, which just talks about the Osage Indians and how they were kicked out of their land, found and moved to land in Oklahoma that was just rich in oil and then received millions of dollars in the 20s and were eventually just murdered by the white man. Yeah. Which our, then our founded history. the FBI. The FBI was formed because of all of those Osage murders. I'm not that far we, in the book, like but it says that in the description of the book. Oh, okay. And this is like this is a theory or this is a verified like It's a verified thing. I'm start I'm starting okay. to get into the part of the book where they talk about they call they call the the people investigating them call them agents and they give them numbers and then I think eventually it forms into the the formal FBI. Interesting. It's an interesting listen. I don't read books because I just can't follow very well. Well, I mean, you have a long drive to work, so that it it, it, it yeah. you know it's uh, you're you're using your time. Yeah. So yeah, Mar- yeah, Marjorie Taylor Greene. Um, right now, I mean, like even Kevin McCarthy. The the uh, House Minority Leader is like, well, I'm going to meet with her. We're going to have a talk. Um, it just still it just seems so weird, so beyond the pale that you can have a person who like denies that school shootings occurred, uh, you know, blatantly espouses QAnon theories, has said that Nancy Pelosi, who again not a fan of, uh, is a treasonous person who deserves to die because the death penalty is the 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 penalty for. For treason, um, the f- the fact that this look person maybe uh, maybe Marjorie should look at herself in the mirror because I'm sure she wasn't discounting the uh, the January sixth assault on the Capitol. Do you know Do you know what's nuts is I I I was just reading about how like the district she's from is is the northwesternmost district in Georgia. Okay, um, okay, and she won a primary against uh, I think he's a neurosurgeon who's like fundamentalist Christian, like very pro gun, very pro Trump, but like not QAnon false flag conspiracy theory nuts. And she beat him. She got like 44% of the vote to his 20%. So like it's, this is not like if you're a mainline Republican falling in line with these people and saying it's just because they're mainline Republicans, you're a liar. You're lying it's because you believe this garbage, but you're too afraid to say it. Or it's because you think, at the end of the day, that this kind of stuff will serve your interests somehow. And, and it, I just, it's so disingenuous. And again, not to say there's not disingenuity on the, uh, on the side of the, of the Democratic Party, especially the established members of the Democratic Party, but this is like, this is like beyond the pale. It's at least a little better. Yeah, like I thought I would breathe a sigh of relief after Trump left office, but I still feel so on edge. And I know that the Capitol siege didn't help with that, um, but it it it's still like we're. Did I say in the last episode about like posting something about the you know the the effects of the Trump regime? And a, a former student said like, "Oh yeah, we're gonna feel it for at least two years." Yeah, I believe did you I, did mention that. I, I just it, I, it, every day it becomes clearer that there's no end in sight. There's no end in sight to this conspiracy theory. Like I I heard someone call it a post-truth world that we are like, we're at the point now where truth just doesn't matter. And it doesn't matter. Like no one questions 
where the the information came from that that make up uh, the knowledge base for your profession, right? Like I drove past an accident today. It was a minor accident, but all the EMTs were standing around without masks on. And, and I know some of them personally, and I know that some of them are <clears throat> COVID deniers. They're mask, they're, they're anti-mask, they're COVID deniers, but they otherwise, like if, if a person, you know, fell on the ground and their eyes rolled back and their head began foaming at their mouths, those, those EMTs would still look at that person and say, that's a seizure. I know that because of blah, blah, blah. Right. But if during the writing of the handbook on seizures, <clears throat> and I know I'm speaking as a layman who knows nothing here. But if during the writing of the handbook on seizures, there had been a president in office who they so heavily revered, and he said, seizures aren't real, these EMTs wouldn't accept that seizures are a thing. Seizures aren't real. It's just soap trying to get out of your body. (laughs) You know, you wash yourself with soap. It's the soap trying to leave. Yeah. Yeah. You're too clean. I felt like we were on a higher note to end here somehow. Not that I'm ever optimistic or bright and shine. No one ever walks away from this and they're like, Andrew really had some really salient, uh, optimistic points. I'll tell you what. Andrew really lifted me up this week yeah. with his positive outlook of life. I, I really feel like Andrew really set me up for success this week. I feel like the world is on the up and up. Things are getting better. Whew. And honestly, I'm, I'm going to just put this out here because I actively post about this podcast on my personal Facebook page. You can just now refer to me as Kreps because I don't like that you call me Tyler. Okay, good. I really it's don't It's kind of weirded me out for like eight months now, and I don't like okay, it. Okay, good. All right, Kreps. I don't um, like it. Ah, uh, uh, the weight. Okay, the weight has been lifted off my shoulders. You feel better? Yeah. Hey, we should Did do you? a new segment of the show called the Shit Stick of the Week. Just because I like that, and I like that I called Eric Trump a shit stick last week. Okay, you did do, you uh, did do a good job consistently doing the callback to how much of a shit stick Eric Trump is. So um, we so will now. You. This is the unofficial Eric Trump is a shit stick award of the week for Marjorie Taylor Greene, the yeah. shit stick of the week. Yeah, she might get it next week, man. I mean, she is yeah. just. Whew. I've made that hey, noise like gonna, forty times today. If you're going to kill your career, you might as well just try to get it all done in one in two or three weeks. Just yeah. get it out of the way. Just really yeah. pull a, a solid Ellen and just. Yeah. Uh, We are going to aim to actually record uh, our podcast on Thursday of this coming week. Uh, We we struck Thursday last week. I told Tyler I liked that. Let's be consistent. Let's do Thursday. I'm sorry. I told Krebs that. that. I'm sorry, Krebs. And as we approached Thursday, I told him, hey, let's not do Thursday. So uh, if ever we release a podcast late, just assume it's my fault. It's never Krebs's fault. It's always my fault. So it was my fault. But anyway, uh, we're going to aim for Thursday uh, of the week approaching to record, not to release. Right. I mean, who knows when we release it? We just sit on them for we sit on them until the information is not even true anymore, and then we post them. Not that last dude. Last week we were on turn around. Josh yeah. killed it. Josh sent me a text message at three fifteen a.m. He said it's done. And I said. Nothing because I was sleeping, but right. I woke up the next morning. I said, go to sleep, man. Yeah. Um, thank you to Kayla Little for our art. It's wonderful. We like it a lot. She may or may not be uh, designing a tattoo for one Mr. Tyler Krebs, but yeah. uh, we'll see. She Sorry, also is that does too personal? Tattoos. 
No, that's not too personal. Okay. You should also, if you want to get a tattoo done and you live in the area in which she tattoos, and you should go get a tattoo done by her. I know a few people who have tattoos done by her, and they're very nice, and you should go do it because tattoos are cool. And honestly, they make you look cooler than you actually are. That's true for me. It really is. Yeah, we, you're a giant doink without it, but you got tattoos, doink. and now you're like... Doink the clown? Is that a clown? Am I like... Am I like no, doink the clown from the WWF. Okay, we're not. This isn't a wrestling podcast. We could. Okay. We're we're striding in an hour and thirty minutes here. Don't get me talking about wrestling in the last hour okay. and a half because we're going to be that. here for a while. I'm putting my hand against the wall here to like stop you. Like I'm like I'm trying to put my hand on your chest, but you're not there. Like I'm not, not going anywhere. You're going places. <laughs> this is what happens like when you get on a rant about like good politics and stuff. This is just me with wrestling. It's like yeah. It's we're the same person. Yours is about um, modern politics. Mine is about professional wrestling it's okay but while we're here we'll also thank josh angle for producing this podcast albeit sometimes he does it in the afternoon sometimes he does it in the wee hours of the night which just go to sleep josh really this is this is us as your friends saying hey it's okay to sleep sometimes you don't have to always be up but thanks for all the work you do and go listen yeah. to his music because it's also music that i make so thanks uh um, what do I say? Oh, my name is He's going to butcher it. He's going to butcher it. My name is Andrew. And my name is now officially back to Kreps, not Tyler anymore. And we are alone in the boondocks. And the Whopper is not a great sandwich, and we are going to hopefully get alchemy soon so we can turn all the Whoppers into Big Macs. <laughs>